0: 90% of the podcast. Okay, I got it. I got it. I hit the button. We got the red dot. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast, The Fall Line with Chaos and Company. And uh, we want to first thank our sponsors out there, Blizzard Technica and also Nick's Boot Fitting over Vermont. It's not boot fitting now, but he will be soon. We are getting closer and closer to ski season every day. Um, I don't know if anybody else is, but I am counting the days till Labor Day so we can have some fall fun and then definitely looking forward to skiing. And But we are going to have a great podcast tonight. We have Greg Dahl back with us, Angelo angela's That's scratching exciting <laughs> as he's scratching <laughs> greg to, is uh let say go ahead
1: angelo i don't have anything to say i was laughing because <laughs> you you said that you were counting down the days to labor to labor day and i i talked to a buddy of ours today no uh no names but his initials are matt boyd and he <laughs> he's, he said i said what when do you wrap up with the with the water park and he said uh labor day monday and then he's like no. at 4 p.m like he's just <laughs> yeah. down to the top.
0: <laughs> and, and i'm gonna have to talk to jeb about it because he's been I, every time i look at facebook he's like in colorado he's down he's florida he's somewhere where his daughter's playing softball so i'm not sure he's really at the water park this summer so jeb must be covering for him yeah i think you're probably right <laughs> Covering for minute. But hey, everybody out there, we have Greg Dahlbeck with us. Greg is one of our ed staff members. He's on our development team for PSIA here in the eastern region. And Greg is on here to we'll chat a little bit about skiing and, and stuff. But we were had him on because Greg is definitely a a bike machine and you can see his awesome bike in the back there yellow and red and my buddy my uncle paul hunter loves that bike he thinks it's the (laughs) coolest bike he loves yellows and uh, he's told greg that but uh greg welcome
2: thank you thank you exciting to be here
0: yeah so we have to start with the ski stuff as we always do and everybody loves this question is um you know how old were you when you learned how to ski uh, was it a formal lesson? Was it from friends? Was it family? Uh, do you even? Remember? Oh yeah. Remember the first time in snow?
2: Yeah, I definitely remember it. it was uh, I was eight years old. It was in uh, at our house in our front yard. It's just like this twenty foot vertical foot hill that goes right down to the lake. So the lake is frozen, and uh, four kids. We all found my dad's two hundred ten centimeter Yamaha skis. With these like ankle high like hard leather boots or something like that, somehow figured out these like bear trap bindings. I probably couldn't even do it today, but we figured it out, and uh, we would just like boot pack the thing and just would ski straight down right on the lake. So that was my first. That's your first, cool. And then, uh, they saw that the kids we all liked it enough, and they're like, "Let's go to King Pine." So we got these, like rope toe passes to King pine. There's only rope toe surface lifts only like probably like five bucks. And, uh, my brother and I would do laps on the, <clears throat> the rope toe. I remember mom being at the bottom watching and she was like, Hey, Greg, come over here. You see, see those kids, see how they're like turning, making S's. You want to do that? I was like, no. Up, <laughs> yeah. Straight back down stop because we were ice skating by then. We're on a pond, so it's just like up, oh, yeah. down, hockey stop,
0: up, oh, down, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, King Man, so you, you're old enough to remember probably the J bar there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was over there, I skied there when I was a kid. My brother was really mad, he's still mad at me. My brother's six years older than I am, but we were over there skiing. I don't know how old I was, I'd been on snow already, but I did not turn. <laughs> and i was a little tight i mean i must have only i don't know probably three or four i was skiing i came down where the j-bar trail is it's definitely different now But i came down off the j-bar just straight and i think i clipped all the tails of the ski lesson it was nicely lined up just like an austrian ski lesson and they went downhill dun, 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 just like dominoes
3: <laughs> yeah
2: so then you so have to bra- pay it forward and be an instructor and so feel yeah.
0: like I pay it forward and an instructor because it's like I don't know who that ski instructor was. I don't remember what happened, but I know my brother was pretty upset because I think he got chewed out for what I did. But yeah, it was it's crazy. You now King Pine, that's a great little resort, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so what was your young years skiing after that? Was it King pine? How'd you progress from there?
2: Um, yeah, we, we did Tuesday night skiing there after that, it was like, you know, two for seven bucks or something like that. So we we would do that It's 30 minutes in the house and then middle school. Um, I just did school bus like Saturday school bus to Shawnee peak. Or no, it was Friday night, Friday night skiing. And then high school was, uh, just like the same thing, like the rec school bus to Sunday river. So never, never took a lesson. The first lesson I took was at Sunday river after they did the hiring clinic and we're on snow and they're like, okay, this is how you ski. (laughs) And
0: and who who were you with? Do you remember the trainer up there?
2: Um, Well, the manager at that point was Greg something. um, But Helen Davies was also like, she was like the children's school manager. So she was awesome um cool. but i don't remember like who the yeah like um snow
0: No, I, I i didn't know you started at sunday river yeah. that was one of the things i was going to ask you i know you're at stowe now yeah and uh yeah so how long did you stay at sunday river uh,
2: a couple seasons and then yeah transitioned to stowe in 2006 and went back to google academy for a couple winters went up to the telluride mm. for a couple winters back to stowe so kind of yeah. flying around checking things out
0: that's cool, man. So that, so it was, uh, 2006, you said you went to Stowe. Yep. So what year did you start at Sunday river? That was, you know, when did you start teaching? 2004. Yep. Cool. And first job at Sunday river, Ooh. Yeah,
2: man, I, I remember it just vividly where, you know, you go through a couple of days, like the indoor training and all that stuff. And then a couple of weeks later you have your first class and they're like, okay, Greg, here's your class and you know take them outside again skiing so i'm like all right guys you're with me throwing my gear on helmet goggles i'm like here we go guys walking up the door <laughs> right and they're all like i need help with mitten i can't get this on and i'm like whoa <laughs> reality check like i need to like slow down
0: here <laughs> oh man that is awesome yeah. and and um when did you first know you wanted to become part of the ed staff when did that journey start
2: Um, honestly, it was out when I was out in Tally ride teaching. Um, there was a really solid group of instructors out there. Um, people going for their level threes, RMT level three or rock or sorry, level three or RMT Rocky mountain trainer. Um, so we had this every Thursday, like seven of us and the trainer out there would bring a video camera and we'd just be out there all day, you know, and then we, at the end of the day, four o'clock, we'd go into, they had this great room where we could do video analysis right at their ski school, right there where we finished. And from like 4.30 to 6.30, we'd do video analysis. So it was like, you know, it was nine till 6.30, we, we would just hammer out and really, really got a solid understanding and interested in, in that stuff. So.
3: Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. And you had the, uh, the dev team tryout during like the height of COVID. We were yeah. at Cannon and, yeah. uh, yeah, we were, we were kind of stressing it that we had that warm, we had perfect snow up there. And then it was like, we had that warm up right before the tryout. And I remember Kathy Brennan was, she was, she had to go by there for something. She was coming for an event or something. She's like, I'm going to go see if it's still white. <laughs> 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 and it was white enough. We had enough we had definitely <laughs> snow to make it happen. And Canon was great for that. But, but that was definitely a different tryout from the ones we'd done before then or even the one we did this past year. That was that was pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. Canon has been I've done a lot of events at Canon do it. They do a great job hosting and um yeah. and yeah, it was like, you know, you ski the same trail, but you're trying different yeah. tasks and you're challenged, you know, like yeah, we're not flying through the woods in powder, but it was it was awesome. Yeah yeah it was a good, again, a good again. time. it was pretty firm yeah, was, yeah. A,
0: that that upper section there where we did those medium radius turns that was pretty pretty solid in the morning
2: in the morning was firm and then it slushed up at the bottom for sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah it was crazy so we wanted to kind of start with some of the ski stuff. Cause you are one of our Ed staff members. You are on the development team that I'm the coach of that um, psyched to have you on there. This is, you've gone uh, full season. Now you're going into your second year in the dev team, but we also wanted to have you on here and we really wanted to chat about your biking and your, your deer farm cycle cross race and the gravel rides and that. And so we should start at the beginning with that also. And like, what's your first memory of riding a bike? Do you remember that first memory and what was your first bike?
2: Yeah. Um first memory of riding a bike. Um man, uh so my dad had picked up this red Huffy from the dump. So it was, had to have been a a 20 inch, um, because I would have been like probably five or six years old. And coaster brake, right? So red huffy. The thing was just, you know, all dinged up, but I loved it. It was like yeah. the best bike to me in the world, right? Um, so that was you know, just didn't have training wheels. I I think my my dad probably helped me or I just kind of figured it out on the lawn. But I remember getting brave and our the dirt road that we live on is half a mile <clears throat> and leaving from the house just around the corner, there's like this little hill that probably goes down a total of 10 vertical feet. And I remember my brother, like older brother, two years older, he'd be like, come on, you can do it, Greg, you can do it. And I remember crashing and like blacking out because i don't remember the rest of it like how the bike came off of me but i was laying there my brother was standing over me like come on get up you wuss hurry up we're gonna get back home you know i was
3: like what
0: just happened like no helmet uh, like. Yeah. <laughs> And we didn't have we didn't have helmets when i was a kid we didn't wear helmets so thank god we do now yes yeah, sure. oh man that is funny and and were you hooked right away after you crashed that first bike <laughs> or like did it take oh, yeah. get warm up to it
2: yeah it kept going for sure um, my next bike my aunt gave me and uh, it was probably a girl's bike but I don't care I had a banana seat that was kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> so, banana seat bike was my next one and then I started using my dad's bike so
3: kind of
2: raging the uh, before like smooth sweet flowy single track was built i was just on this 26 inch fully rigid bashing you know APV trails of my peak and knocked out it was
0: awesome <laughs> <laughs> so your dad your dad liked to ride
2: um not a lot you know we, yeah. we um we all had bikes and we you know go on like family vacation you know down the cape once i remember going up to like one of the islands in maine and we just had like six bikes on the top of our like Dodge caravan, like way out wide, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking at your bike in the background and that's a long way from the Huffy and the banana seat that you have sitting out there. That's a pretty sweet ride that you have. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the bike.
2: So, um, on that side is a specialized crux. So it's a cyclocross bike. Um, it's basically got drop bars, like a road bike, but hydraulic disc brakes are very powerful braking um it's really built for like quick accelerations and racing and a cyclocross course is like it's kind of like a, a dirt crit meaning a short course that's about an eight minute lap and you're in there with like you know 30 40 other people and you're just edging for every turn and you know trying to just get ahead of the next person and using your skills whether it's off camber or barriers or you know sand that will like throw you off your line and mud it's all super fun i think so
3: yeah
0: so i I know you do you have your own race but you do a bunch of racing and and what was your first race Hmm. like first race ever do you remember your first race ever i
2: do yeah um it was the mdi road race so mount desert island during mm-hmm. my summers and college, some uh, buddies and I—we were all runners. We were, like moved up to Mount Desert Island, rented a house, and we were there training. Some of us would train drinking, but it, <laughs> I would always—I I worked at a restaurant, work late at night, and my buddies would be there. They'd be like, hey. they call me Jetties because I worked at this restaurant called Jetties, and I was like there like 60, 70 hours a week. So they call me Jetties, and they're like, hey, come have a beer, and I was like. I go in the fridge, I pull out a carrot, I sit on the porch with them and kind of wind down after that shift, right? And just be chewing on my carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all started liking carrots but in the summer. They would like, <laughs> come home, they like, they'd seem to come home, they'd run in and grab carrots.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should try that with Lanny. Do you think Lanny would start eating carrots with us? <laughs> no. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Unless, not, maybe if no, you no, stir the beer with them. Yeah, yeah, you could stir stir <laughs> the beer or maybe mix up some vodka and something, man. he like he's probably gonna tell me you don't mix anything with vodka, not even ice. <laughs> oh man. Oh so so how did the racing develop? I mean that, I I imagine the way I I know you now and chat with you in the races you do and the race you hold. I mean you've probably been racing for a while. Yeah. And um you know is has I mean cyclocross wasn't around when you first started racing,
3: right?
2: No it was. Um okay. it definitely was, you know, pretty quiet. Um uh, yeah. it really started to rocket in popularity about 2013. Um and, you know, it's been pretty steady since then, but, uh, yeah, with the, with the, um, technology of like hydraulic disc brakes and tubeless tire technology, where you pretty much, you know, you won't pinch flat with a tube and you can run lower pressure. So you have better traction. It's just like a total game changer. It, it, it is like parallel to straight skis to, you know skis. <laughs> yeah.
0: So so were so were your races early on road races mostly and a little
2: yeah. bit of soccer? yeah after college uh you know then then the Lance Armstrong kind of era is like yeah road racing road racing I did some mountain bike races too but um yeah I was definitely you know definitely into road races and crits and did the Mount Washington hill climb.
3: Ooh
2: oh yeah ooh
0: that's a that's a good one man so how did you do in that like did you do it more than once or uh
2: well the first year i did it i think it was 2006 um it was amazing because it was like at the top it was i remember it was 63 degrees with wind gusts of three miles per hour oh lucky (laughs) (laughs) the next year they canceled it because it was like 28 degrees and like snowing (laughs) so you know I didn't get a, a second chance after that and kind of stopped the, the hill climbing stuff, but yeah. maybe I'll go back. I don't
3: know. Yeah. I, hey,
0: come on. Yeah. We should, you should go back. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to watch. <laughs> yeah. <Angela's laughing>. yeah. <laughs> Sit there and watch him. with your carrot? Hey, <laughs> I'm on, I, you know, on my trainer. You know, you can get on like Ruby and that and, and uh, do the climb and I've done some of it. I've done to like mile four. And, uh, on that, on the trainer, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, well, you only can, you have to do the race. It's the only time you can ride it. I mean, you can't ride the road unless you're in in the race. So
2: what's the yeah. distance, uh,
0: six miles or just over like six, like 6.2. Like, yeah.
2: It's like 7.8, I think. Yeah. Um, like average of like 12% max of 22%. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's yeah. a, it's a tough climb. It's in your yeah. face a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a lot of the steep stuff's, I think, it's at the bottom. You yeah. Then you get the real last that last pitch going up to the building if it goes all the way to the top. Yeah, that's the time. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a it's a tough and you well now it's like it's gonna be interesting the times because it's gone from you know some gravel sections to the whole road this year is is paved all the way to the top. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, some maybe someone will get the record. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Or Um, maybe gravel is just faster.
0: Oh, maybe. Well, maybe you think so. I don't know. Maybe
2: gravel is just more fun. So
0: (laughs) I could say maybe it was more fun, but I don't know if it's going to be faster. Oh God. Um, And so along the way, you know, you're, you're a big bike tech, or at least you're a big bike tech compared to me. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. I'm lucky to be able to put the wheels on and off. And, uh, my bike tech guys laugh at me, Jess laughs at me. And, uh, does gives me a lot of coaching. Nate Waterhouse up the mountain. He can bike tech and thank God when I screw something up, he fixes it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when did that, did that start? You know, you were working on your own bikes or did you? Yeah,
2: that started in Bar Harbor as well. My first summer there, I was just getting totally like consumed with cycling it's so big around there. Like I hadn't ever experienced that where like, you know, everyone goes out there to ride a bike cause the cares trails is beautiful. And the, the park loop road is beautiful. So it's like every other car has bikes on it. Like, well, there's like five bike shops here you now and see if one of them will hire me and Harper bike shop hired me. And that's where I started, you know, cleaning the rentals and adjusting the brakes and, kind of went
3: on from there you
0: know yeah. <laughs> yeah so when you when your bike comes back from a ride like last week you did a 50 mile which I, I went on you know Strava and said okay how many miles did you do today i walked in there, and it was like 52 you were halfway through the ride when you came to visit yeah and i'm like oh that was a good ride then i looked down because i think it was on saturday night i looked and i'm like oh he just decided to go on a 92 mile or the day after <laughs> But like when you go on those rides or, or any ride, I mean, are you washing the bike every single time you get home or?
2: Uh, not every single time. Um my my mountain bike I usually will. Um, Cause I do these catamount races every Wednesday and just try to keep that, you know, nice and clean. But grab a bike is just, you know, it's or my suck cross bike, it's just my everyday, you know, so it's like meant yeah. uh, to like wash it every day it'd be tough, but <laughs> Once a week, I would say, um, yeah. you know, and then if it's like, if it's nasty rain, I use my kind of older, older bike or just don't ride it at all. You know, like, gotta gotta have some rest days yeah. just as important as training. So. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
0: So, and what other weekly kind of stuff do you do on a bike maintenance wise? Anything, you know? Um, like,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, definitely, you know, keeping the cl- the chain clean. Um, easiest way is just honestly, soap and water, um, that will remove most of the grime and then the lube that has been on there. And then just make sure it's dried up really, really well before you apply, you know, a little bit more lube and kind of rub that in. So that's, that's the big one. Um, and then just, you know, keeping tire pressure up and, um, everything else is pretty easy. Like, (laughs) You won't go through brake pads unless well, I did in one race that was very muddy, but <laughs> yeah. That,
3: I, yeah,
0: was that last year? I saw I saw a photo last year. You went through one race last year that it was like Yeah. yeah. Pretty much you couldn't see any logos or anything oh. that were on your jersey for your deer farm.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. A- Applecrest uh yeah. Orchard Cross. I mean, Orchard <laughs> Cross was like, oh my god, it was small. So <laughs> It was so crazy.
0: It was, it was on you. your glasses. I was all over your glasses.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm good
2: for those like once or twice a year, but too many of those are all mutters and it's like, oh my God, like you just, you just have to rip everything apart. It's like, it was, I was getting chocolate milk water out of the weirdest places on the bike that I never thought water could kind of rest. And it's like, okay, I'm glad I got it out of there. That would have, you
3: know, <laughs> so yeah.
0: Yeah, I wish I had that. I should have looked it up on the phone. Cause I know, I think I saved that photo of you. Cause you, I think you were standing, it was, there was one, I think in the race and then one coming around in the corner or something, and one standing there after the race, but I think we were on the podium or whatever. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we gotta we gotta dig those up angela they He was definitely covered, man. <laughs> it was kind of that thing of when somebody's you know does that huge explosion on skis, and the snow's pretty good, so when they get up they're just they're just white. well, he was just like black from from the top of his helmet all the way down <laughs> Angela says like oh you you wouldn't ride when it's like that would you angela Oh, I've done a
1: couple of rides like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want it rains so much here, if you want to ride, if you want to be a rider, you're going to be muddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, talking about mud, I mean, you, you, the cyclocross, you definitely get muddy in, but you do some, you do mountain bike, you know, yep. so you mix it up quite a bit. You go from roads, to cross, you know, you're on the gravel, you're on the, the asphalt, you're on the mountain bike trails. So how much do you mountain bike Maybe um, like every week?
2: Yeah, definitely. Wednesday nights, like I said, it's like the catamount race series. Um, and then I, you know, try to sneak in maybe one more day a week, just in the neighborhood trails, um, yeah. I just like, you know, for anyone that is limited on time, maybe has young kids driving 20 or 30 minutes to a trailhead to mountain bike and then drive 20, 30 minutes back. It's like that's yeah. an hour of ride time right there. You know, like <laughs> that is like quality time that I'm missing. So, you know, I'll just, I'll just do some kind of neighborhood mountain bike stuff, which, you know, doesn't have like the sweet flowy descents, but at least it's, you know, it's something gets some dirt yeah. on tires. So,
0: so how many times are you getting ready to ride and the kids go, dad, we want to ride. And you're like, okay, I gotta go ride with the kids first.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, that's awesome. I love it when I do that. And uh, I just kind of like, it, like I said, it, it reminds me of that moment of my first lesson where I was like, okay, you know, like this isn't just all about me, you know, <laughs> I gotta just calm down. I can take five, 10 minutes and, you know, ride with the kids and we'll go to like the end of the road. I can my my parents' house will ride the half mile to the end of the road and give them hugs at the top and they ride back down the road by themselves. And like, you know, you think about when you were a kid and, um, your first experience in a bike and just like the freedom and the independence. And like, that's exactly what I, I remember. And I'm sure that they, you know, feel the same thing. They just don't know how to put words to it yet. <laughs> so
0: that's cool. And we'll ch- we should, we'll chat more of that after we um because I want to talk more about the guy I watched one of the mountain bike. A few probably sort of. They follow you on Facebook. If you they one of your friends because oh. uh, you had Rory taking some air which was pretty cool. A couple of weeks ago or a week ago, I saw that and um, I didn't see the video of you taking air. So that's why I thought, you, you know, we're probably on the cyclocross bike. Maybe you don't even have a mountain bike, wouldn't take air or what, but uh, but yeah, we'll chat. I want to chat more with that, but I want to chat about, cause the kids will come up in your, your talk about the cyclocross races at your parents, deer farm, the Applegate, Applegate deer farm, right? That's
3: right.
0: Yeah. And um, that's why I've got your deer farm cyclocross Uh, on you got some of the shirts in the back there i got one of them here and um i was pretty amazed you when when i first met you when you made the dev team you were chatting about the race you had there and like you you're like i think what 25 minutes from here in the car if that yep my house and um i said wow this sounds like a pretty big deal that he puts together and then when i was there last year when i went and visited on saturday for the big races it was like Okay, this is even way bigger than Greg was letting on. I mean, this is a really cool race and a whole weekend that you put on over there at your parents' deer farm. Um, and you know, tell us about tell us about the weekend, the the races. I mean, tell us how it started. Like, how did this get going?
2: Yeah. Uh so started in 2016 and it was kind of like, you know, um, <clears throat> at that point, my, you know, my parents were well into deer farming and I was like, You know, I would always go there on my time off and weekends and Roy was just born that year and I was like, okay, like, I want to find a way to like show people who don't normally like see a deer farm, show it to them. Like, it's a total different segment of, you know, the population that wouldn't go to a farm, you know, racers, bike racers don't stop by. The people who would stop by and purchase venison would be like, it was always like right, like December, right? When the usually the wife comes by and is like, yeah, you know, my my husband didn't get a deer this year. Can I can I buy some venison for him? I feel bad, <laughs> you
3: know? <laughs> like,
2: you know, it was always like deer hunters coming by or, you know, so it's like, all right, let's try this out. Let's try like a different segment that wouldn't normally come. So that was like kind of the impetus of it. Um and it's rolled from there. Like the first year was very humble. I think we had like 30 or 35 racers, something like that, you know, pretty small, which was great. Don't want to bite off more than I can chew. (laughs)
3: Um,
2: but the next year went to like 170, it kind of like blew up. I was like, whoa, what happened here? And um I found out that this race in Connecticut like decided in the last week that they were gonna charge the racers and the spectators to park <laughs> so, like everyone just like whatever you can like have my entry fee i'm gonna go to this other race you know <laughs> so i mean ever since then like that was like a taste of like the community and like how like strong they are and, and bonded they are it's like all right you know my goal here is to provide an event to get the cycling community together whether you're a racer spectator or just a person who like enjoys riding um give them a fun safe venue and provide you know affordable entertainment you know that's really the the goal of it and uh that's what I've been trying to stick with
0: now Saturdays like full on there's heats there's different levels of racing and um I don't know I was going to ask you cuz I I can't remember from last year and I don't even know if I saw it I was trying to look for like all the races weren't the same length right the heats yeah. on the f-
2: yeah correct um so there's different categories, um, category five is beginner and then four, three, two, one. And I'll usually lump like the four and five together and they'll race for 30 or 35 minutes. And then like four is a kind of in between spot because you can also go as a three, four and you can race for 40 or 45 minutes. It's usually in that range. And then I'll lump the one, two, threes together and they'll race for 50 minutes. So, yeah. And then juniors are all, you know, um, I'll do like 20 or 30 minutes for them. Um, juniors race for free. I never charge anyone, uh, 18 or under to, to ride their bike. I don't know why you should.
0: Yeah. That's And, um, yeah, cause it was a, there was, he was a pretty good biker. So I could tell, man, you just knew he was, he had had a heat in the morning and he was doing multiple different cause they can get into different heats during the day. So it's not like one race for the day you can do multiple different things right
2: yeah totally um you know especially if you're uh like a master's racer um you can hop in you know a master's you know four or five race in the morning and then like a midday three four race um this is definitely i I try to line it up so that if you want to race more than once you can but also like if you can't get there for the morning you have an opportunity to get there in the afternoon and still race, you know, so I'm just trying to provide as much options as possible for people.
0: Yeah, it was, it was cool. There was a young, I think he was probably like 14 and I mean, he was decked out and um, I watched him one of his races in the morning and he was doing another one later in the day, but it was neat chatting with him. It was like 14 year old kid and, man, he was, and he was cranking. He was, beating a lot of the kids that were older than him. I think he got on the podium in that first heat that he ran in the morning and I didn't get to see his race in the afternoon, but it it was neat. I mean, there's definitely a range of ages that you had there and and definitely different levels. It wasn't, I mean, you had, um, some, some past medalists in the Olympics I believe you had there last year, right?
2: Yeah, totally. I was, um, Georgia Gould came, she lives in Vermont, um, and she is an Olympic uh, mountain bike medalist um, wait did she medal i can't um maybe I take that back. She went to the Olympics I' yep. know she medaled or not um, and then uh Magalie rochette she is from up in Canada, and um she races current like u c i World cup cyclocross. so she travels to Europe and like all over and it's just like you know she's she's very well known and it's a super, yeah. Phenomenal race and very nice person to her and her husband were there. They, they brought their like whole camper set up and came the night before. And we were like eating dinner with them. We had them over and everything. It was just, yeah, they were super nice. So.
0: Yeah. It's pretty cool to see. I mean, the, the folks have there that are really into it. They've got their setup. They've got their station that they can work on their bike after their heat and wash it all down get all the mud and dirt and sand off it. Um, and I think you were saying last year, you were a little bummed. It was pretty dry. So there was some sandy sections, but you'd had a muddy section, I think the year before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a tough balance. Um, cause the, yeah. Dust can be tough for visibility and like gets in your eyes and all that stuff. But, um, there's this, uh, natural peat bog section. Where it's just like kind of always stays wet, but if it rains, it gets like just soupy and it's this very dark acidic soil. And like these, these wild blueberries like thrive in there, like they're just popping up everywhere. Um, so I, I, uh, it's like, yeah, I remember going through. It's like okay, it's like a little bit wet, but we'll we'll manage. But after like the first race, it was just like people had to like hop off their bikes and run through, and they're like mid leg like black mud, <laughs> <laughs> For, like a hundred feet.
3: <laughs> yep. No.
0: So Angelo would love this part. I wish I had a picture to show him. Sh- and uh, there was one section at last year's loop, Angelo. They went right through one of his dad's sheds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, right. too he built that as a handling facility, and has all these <laughs> gates that like rotate or slide to when when the deer come in, he can kind of move them wherever he wants them. So yeah, like up a ramp and through and out. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. like sounds like, mini- like, that sounds like the,
1: the miniature golf portion of the course. So, <laughs> go through the shed and then you have to bounce one <laughs> off the clown's head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was super cool man i mean it was from start to finish and then it and then you know I want to talk to you about how you come up with your loop and that if it's the same year to year but then angela went from that and watching the the, the coolness i mean and, and on the deer farm you can see like last year we could see like at least 90 or 95 percent of the entire loop of the racers going around there's only a couple spots depending where you were you couldn't see but if you move somewhere else you can see it yeah. um but then you had the kids loop. You you had a whole section set up that was the little kids and somewhere on the push bikes. It was so cool. I mean, tell us a little bit about that and how you put that together.
2: Yeah. So um, I just try to have a separate little kids course where they can just like play with in session all day. And I was like, you know, kids love pump tracks. So uh, my nephew, <laughs> he's like 13 years old. He's like an incredible machine operator. My brother has an excavating business. So of course, you know, this kid is like just phenomenal. So he, my brother drives over the skid steer and Garrett gets in it. And he's like helping me shape some rollers and some berms and all that stuff. We, we got a little fun kids course ripping. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that would have been our speed, Angelo. It was beautiful. I wanted to get my bike out and get on and I'd have been made fun of. But it was the coolest little course. But then watching these little kids ripping out there, um, there was a couple kids that were just flying. They had their little, they had their full-on kit on, their jerseys and shorts and everything. It was, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely wild, man. it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you, you, you got to come you, up and see it, Angelo. Awesome. And then, what, you think you could keep up with them? <laughs> i don't think so that's why i was really like i wouldn't have been i would have been okay to be made fun of by the adults but the kids would have beat me and then i would have really been embarrassed <laughs> <Kids are laughs> no there was some little kids that were. i mean and it was wild i mean all the kids even the push but they were having a blast running around that little course on their bikes. it was absolutely awesome and i think that had more more of the people watching that than the big heats were yeah, watching the kids it's, very
2: concentrated. The it's like it was like one two three turns four turns something like that um And yeah, just in a nice shady spot with kids could just kind of rip it all day. And this year, I'm gonna have. I was like, I was thinking about it because, you know, all last season, I'm pretty much bringing my kids with me to my races, and like connecting with other parents, like, hey, can you watch my kids while I just you know go race? And I'll like watch the kids, you know, (laughs) kind of doing the swap duty thing. And I was thinking, I was like, man, like every race has a kid's race and it's, you know, at a certain time of the day and like some, like usually it works out where it's like about 15 minutes after the master's race. Cause it's like, okay, most of the masters, that's your most likely category that will have kids. Um, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do like a kid's race every like hour and a half or two hours, that's what I'm gonna do this year. Just like, you know, wherever you want to fit in, you know, those kids can race four or five times if they want. <laughs> so
0: uh, it's, it's awesome just to see the, the energy. I mean, there was a lot of just everybody having fun, hanging out, chatting. It was just, I love the, uh, kind of like DJ guy on the mic. You had chatting and talking during the whole thing what was going on. I mean, was that a buddy of yours?
2: Yeah. Benjamin Kramer. He's amazing. He's like super enthusiastic. He knows so much about the sport. So it's really nice. Cause he's like, he knows the racers. It's like, oh, here comes da, 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 da and he's duking it da, 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 and she's da, da. So it's like, awesome. It's really good be yeah. like, you know, like you said, you can stand in any part. And that's how I like to design the course. And I'm lucky enough to kind of like have that, you know, field up there. And you can, you can, like you said, you can see 90% of the course. And if you, yeah. if you don't see them, like you miss them for about 15 seconds and they pop back out, you know, so it's like yeah. super spectator friendly <laughs> sport That's what I like about it.
0: So do you give any secrets out for this year's course? Is it going to be the same, different? You won't say, cause you like to keep it a surprise
3: or.
2: Um, it'll be similar. I mean, it'd be <laughs> hard to like walk everyone through it. You've got to come kind of check it out. Yeah. But you know, for, since you've been there, Dave, it'll be very similar kind of same um, loop pattern, but safer start and uh, more parking. So oh, where
0: well you putting the extra parking.
2: Um, because the start is being like moved to a different part instead of having out and back in that one big field, it's just going to be an out. So I'll be able to get another 25 feet of, Oh yeah. Yeah. 200 feet of parking. So
0: sweet. Then you can get under that big tree in the shade easier. Yeah. The rocks. Yeah. You had to go across the race course to get into the, getting that tree. Everybody's like Paul wanted to go over there. I'm like, we're not walking across here. I'm not going to be the one. <laughs> Goes over there at the wrong time when the racers are coming by. Nope, we're standing on this side of the road mm-hmm. so, That'll be cool. Yeah, he was like he was loving it though, man. He was loving watching them all. He calls it he, he he's just mountain bike race. He calls it a mountain. Yeah. So we'll have to work on him on that for the cycle race.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no offense.
0: Yeah. Um. So and so the racing is a big day on Saturday and um fun and and people shouldn't be. Like, nervous about it. I mean, it's a pretty, I would say, I mean, there's challenge to it, but it's not like, like when I got there in SAR, it is definitely a challenge, but it's not like they're going off jumps and crazy stuff yeah. if they wanted to try something new.
3: Yeah. No, it's,
2: it's uh, you know, like I said, beginners ride the course and, you know, it, it's all about the speed you carry. Um, you know, like some of the features, maybe you can't ride up because you don't have the speed. That's fine. You can walk or run up it, you know. So, anyone is welcome to. To ride it and there are people who come on mountain bikes and they do just fine you know it's certainly you don't need a cyclocross bike gravel bikes work really well too so like that's a big gravel bikes are very popular nowadays but they work well on cyclocross courses
0: yeah, I did. I did see quite a few. There was not, not There's definitely not the majority, but there was definitely some folks on mountain bike, uh, mountain bikes and, and different stuff. So that was kind of cool to see. So where are the, like, I was curious, you said, because people asked you, you know, where are the deer hiding? Cause you're like, oh, the deer around. Yeah. And I did look aerial and I could be looking wrong, but it, it looks like when I looked at the aerial and, and from being there, there's like one more field out farther away from where the start was that i couldn't see were they out there that you couldn't see were they hiding in the woods or
2: yeah exactly um where the where the far end of the course kind of looped um just over the knoll and then there's a like another fence with a raceway and they were on the other side of that so and even over that they were like there's more trees for them to hide in so i'm sure they were like they don't really like people.
0: <laughs> yeah. no, I know, I know people I'd heard even people asking, you that. I might've said, you say ah, they're around, they're up there. And I, then when I looked at the aerial from above and I was like, Oh, I don't remember seeing that field and that field. You can't see. I don't think from where we were. No. So that's where I figured they were high. And you said they're big deer. You were telling, uh, telling me the other day, they're, they're not like your new England. No,
2: they're not New England. Now the stags will be like 550 pounds. And mm, my dad has, Get a couple elk female in there that were also that oh. They're just like so big. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would go in there and help my dad feed them every now and then, and you know, um, man, they just like they just push you around, like not to like hurt you, but oh. you know, they're just they they want food. You're giving them food, and they're gonna like push you out of <laughs> the way.
0: <laughs> Angela's just smiling. <laughs> That's like your house, man. How many animals do you have in the house, Angelo? How many cats? How many dogs you got? You got the big guy. Four four cats, four dogs. Four cats, four dogs. He's got a yeah. fleet down there. Got a fleet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, have fleet you got fleet insurance whole... on these pets. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I know. Some of them are rough. Man. They're rough on you. So, so what are your thoughts, Greg, on someone? Cause, um, that's never raced, never cycle cross race, or maybe is interested, but, um, you know, what should, how do they register? How do they get there? You know, what, what would be the things? Cause I know you have your little card and you've got the uh, ways they can get online to search this out.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's a little card right there. Oops. Oh, there we go. Um, so Uh, bike reg is the, you know, basically the platform that I use and pretty much all cycling events use to register from, unless it's like, there are some private events that have their own website, but then you got to like kind of do your own kind of marketing and all this stuff. So nice thing about bike reg is everyone that, you know, knows about bikes and bike racing, they know to go on bike reg, but there's definitely You know segments of the population that aren't familiar with it so um i should try to do outreach you know in other ways but um yeah bike reg right on there search for New England cross, or just type in deer farm cyclocross.
0: So I know you, I know you won't say no to this question, but maybe you can rate it in cause you, I, yours is the only cyclocross race I've been to in person to see, um, other than seeing stuff on TV. So with your course and the stuff that you know is kind of in the area and the stuff you race is, is your place, your event, maybe the place to start to get going. Um,
2: yeah, you know, um, just trying to think of like, it's all about, you know, I would say proximity, you know, to where you live. Sometimes it's easier to, you know, just do a quick day trip and drive, you know, hour and a half or two hours instead of doing like a big four hour haul or something like that. But, um, I just try to keep it as easy, um, as possible. Uh, in the past I've, I've used USA cycling, Um, but you know, they definitely add some challenges and add fees and all this stuff. So I've, you know, I found a different way to kind of help and keep it simple for the participants. Um, so yeah, I I think just, you know, something closer to home is the, the best way to start. And then you, you know, you, you meet people at the event and it's like, oh, you know, like kind of where are you going next? Oh, you know, that's a cool one. Have you heard of this one? Yeah, that's cool. So it's just starts the build
0: the community from there, I think. I it was, it was kind of neat. Cause you definitely see the intermingling of people chat. I mean, people, and there's a lot of people just being there and watching. There's a lot of people that I can tell they know each other cause they go race to race and, and they're racing against each other all the time, every week. And yeah. they were chatting about it. When, uh, when you're listening to their conversations or chatting with them, it was pretty neat. Yeah. It's definitely a big community there. Um, so, um, um, what I wanted to ask you is, um, I lost or oh, there it is. My list here so I don't get off track. What the cool thing that I loved about your event, and I couldn't get there Sunday. And I know you're bugging me this year. You want me to ride one of them. But I mean, it goes full-on racing, really cool, all different levels and ages and, and ability levels. It was really neat on the first day, and I got to see mo- most of that. But on day two on Sunday, you do a bunch of organized gravel rides, right?
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um with, with three different kind of things. And, and, um, I, I, don't, I, I'm curious, like, are they organized rides that, um, someone's leading you just have the route people just kind of get together and ride the route together. And some are way out some, or how's that work?
2: Yeah. So I'll have the, the 35 mile and the 50 mile options marked. Um, there's a, 90-ish mile option, then I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to go out there and like mark 90 miles of turns, right? Uh, But a lot of people who are into gravel rides have GPS computers um, on their bikes, or they can use their phones, and it basically is like turn-by-turn directions with like a map. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, either one of those ways, And, and definitely like, you know, if you... If you come alone like pretty sure you'll find a buddy who's about your pace and you can you know make a buddy and ride with someone um but it's it's always better just to sign up with with some pals and just decide hey we're gonna do this together yeah i know uh charlie roy is coming cool charlie benedictus is coming oh nice yeah so um those guys are into it which is great love their support so
0: yeah yeah it was neat i, I liked it because it was it was you had the full like the competitive and those yeah. that around and then it was like we, you talk so much about the community it's like let's go out and ride together and it was you know paced out for different distances and definitely towards kind of the gravel which it's a mix in our area it's it's mixed to asphalt gravel right to get to different spots you have yeah so it's not full-on 30 miles of all-on gravel
2: no it's it's nice to get the the road reprieve <laughs> when yeah. you're just like getting slammed on different gravel textures, for, you know, three hours to six hours. It's like it's a lot. <laughs> it's nice, and yeah. smooth pavement every now and then.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what other? I mean, I know every year because you've been telling me, and last year you'd add some stuff. You told me you're going to add some stuff. What are some of the other activities and fun stuff that happen throughout the weekend? Because you've made this a full-on. We can kind of affair. I think last year you had some camping or something. And
2: yeah, uh, um, we'd have in the, the farm. Funny story. <laughs> this guy from uh guy from Boffer, He rolls in like late on Saturday night. So like after the like cross stuff and like, I see the van come in because I'm still like doing cleanup, but it's like, you know, dusk. So he rolls in, finds a parking spot. And, um, I was chatting with him the next day. He's like, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and like, I had to go out to go pee and, you know, I was barefoot. So I stepped out of the van and I was like, oh, mushrooms. That feels funny between the toes. And the next morning he looks down, it's like deer poop <laughs> 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 he like totally embraced it though he's like he's like that just made my day' was like is <laughs> I am on a deer farm. I just stepped in deer poop and there's the nice, <laughs> I love it <laughs> um, so he's a phenomenal guy um mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> camping is allowed, and we uh we provide food and and beer um at the event, and like you know, this is all like, it, it's, this isn't like all put on by me. Like, it's actually like it's morphed into my running buddies from college. We all like get together and do like some of us, like some of them will come for like five days and just like, we just like rage. We do, like prep and we just set things up and it's just like a blast. um My buddy Mike Bunker, he, he owns Heritage Timber Rights. He's just like the super skilled, like, just like anything he touches this is like amazing. Right. Um, he's like, oh, I was like, I might build like a pizza oven at my parents' house? He's like, no, no, no. And he like sends me this video, like a week later. He's like, Hey, Greg, I built a pizza oven, a trailer. So like, I'm bringing it over. Does that sound cool? I'm like, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> so, so I think we're gonna be like swinging some pizzas hopefully, you know? Um, but there's, it's on a small pond too. So like, oh. Last year it was eighty-five degrees, and people after that race and like I'm jumping in the lake, and they run all over and jump in the lake. To pull off,
0: yeah. so, Angel. This I'm telling you. See, this is this is an event you would love, brother. It sounds like a hoot, and it sounds first class, dude. We can we get to sit? I, I on Saturday, you know. I go, yeah. No, I'm not that competitive on the bike, so I sit in the chair. You know, I can
2: throw one back. We need to- we need <laughs> more hecklers.
0: And more heckles. Are
1: you good at
2: heckling in UO?
1: <laughs> oh, I can heckle. All
3: right.
1: <laughs> you know what I was thinking. I, uh, I, there's a one of the Rocky films, Rocky and Apollo Creed. Yep. Go at it. Light like there's no crowd. They're just in the gym. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. At the end. That's yep. what I want, Greg. When the smoke <laughs> clears and everybody leaves, and the last car has left the parking lot <laughs> and the sun's going down I want to race Dave over here for the grudge nah, match uh, two fat um, old guys
0: <laughs> I'm ready baby I got the biggest cheerleader here Paul Hunter will cheer me on <laughs> <laughs> oh man no it's a great I, I was there just Saturday and Greg was telling me stuff was going on, on Sunday and then stuff he'd added it just, it's a, such a cool event and it is a neat venue and i and i've heard it from people there the one time i went you could hear it from people that it, it's definitely a different venue i think than from what i heard and and i have many other cycle cross race but it's a different venue than they go to because of the farm um, yeah
2: it's uh because i don't think a lot of something i was gonna say there's this one guy <clears throat> adam Myerson, who's like he's just an amazing like he he's like the new England blue of cyclocross, like, and just general cycling. Like he's been just in it for so long and like he's raced in Europe and you know, Europe has, it's all televised, like all these amazing courses. And that's kind of like the standard. And, um, after doing uh deer farm CX last fall for the first time, <laughs> probably a little bit rude, but I like, I out sprinted him and beat him by like with a bike throw, <laughs> right? <laughs> Poor guy. Like he had like, he had like knee surgery probably like three months before, you know, he's just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, look, I'm going to get him. <laughs> but anyways, we were like cooling down together. He's like, dude, and he's like, this course is amazing. He's like, I've been like so many places like racing cyclocross. And he's like, he's like, this is like a venue that, is up there with European cyclocross, cyclocross. He's like, this is just phenomenal. And it's just like right. the the venue, it just has so many different textures to it. I like to say, where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. off camera and sand. there's some packed sections, there's bumpy grass, there's smooth grass. There's, you know, it's just, it's got so many layers and, um, mm-hmm. that just keeps it exciting. Whereas like, you know, I've been to other places and it's, it's cool that they can hold cyclocross at like a, a town park, you know, Forty minutes from the downtown Boston, and you get like six hundred people. That's awesome, but it's like, yeah, that one oak tree that you go around is like, okay, it's kind of getting old, you
3: know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but but yeah, I I hope a bunch of people. I'm glad Charlie and Ben are coming. That's cool. They're gonna bug me now to to a race I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 i already have a heat and it's with Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> you better rest up, Booby.
2: <laughs> well, Angelo's doing the bike tours, right? You were doing shape and bike touring.
1: I wouldn't go that far, Greg. Shape. I'm in A
3: shape. <laughs> a shape. <laughs> oh, God. oh
2: man. I saw you eating a carrot earlier. Yeah, well, you're doing good for your body.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing yeah. right, and it and, and it makes and it makes you see better.
0: Makes you see. Better. <laughs> as, as I'm hearing, Greg and I hear their glasses yeah. on. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I I took my contacts out because I can't see anything with them in or out. So
0: the, car- the carrots aren't working. <laughs> the carrots are working. Oh man. So some of the big questions uh, in terms of just riding you know, and I'm very curious because I know you ride a lot. You, you, you ride more than I wish to ride in terms of, I'd love to ride more than I get to. Um, I wish I could ride my bike every day. Jess gets on me and he tries to encourage me to ride every day. And it's like, Jess, it's not that I don't want to.
3: Yeah.
0: It's just sometimes I can. Um, but, um, you know, like when you're training, um, are you using a power meter, a heart rate monitor? Are you, you know, what are some of your training methods?
2: Totally. Um, no power meter. They're just so crazy expensive. And I, I don't really like dive that much into the the data yeah. to make it worth it. So like, same thing. Like, I don't want to spend all this time, like, you know, tumbling through data to try to improve, like whatever, a little bit. It's like, I'm just going to go ride. It's more fun. Right. <laughs> um, but heart rate is pretty easy. It's not like, you know the most accurate, like, I don't wear like a heart rate chest strap, but it, this, uh, Wahoo rival watch mm. has a little green laser under here. And, yep. uh, you know, it's fairly accurate. I don't, I don't, it, it says sometimes that I go up to like 215 beats a minute, but I, I know that's not true.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Angela does. I think Angela might hit two thirty, man. He that's because of his bike tours. He's in shape walking up the steps to the to go to best <laughs> had enough What's your heart rate been doing the patio the sandbox uh, working in your sandbox hi hi uh, <laughs> <laughs> angelo's angelo's working on the uh, you know he's trying to rival paul hunter with the sandbox and so he's doing a, what is it was a 600 square foot patio Probably about
1: you- 580 square feet of field stone that i have to um Acquire. Uh, acquire. Yeah, oh. Oh, oh um covertly. Often. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. Yeah. So I, I did see that when you were here, you have shown your watch. And that's what I'm curious. It, are you using a bike computer or you're just using your watch for your rides?
2: Most of the watch. Um if it's something like when I last weekend I was in Maine, I, I wanted to track, you know, the 50 mile and then 90 mile. I was using my slightly more accurate um kind of bar mounted computer. Um so yeah, mostly the watch one just so that it's convenient. Yeah. You don't have to put it on the bike and take it off. Yeah, It's just always there. So
3: yeah
0: and, and uh what races are you uh doing other than yours this year? I mean you've probably been in a few already or when is the season um, for you? Yeah, I just, know you do uh, the Wednesday.
2: Just the Wednesday ones and uh I'm looking at one in August at Crassberry, a mountain bike race. Um, but yeah, I haven't really, I kind of, uh, I feel like I pull so much for myself in the fall and I'm just like, just for cyclocross and, you know, like being with that community it's like every weekend, pretty much I'm out there. I'm like, I don't want to ask for, you know, anymore <laughs> in the <this
0: summer>. fall. <laughs> Right, <laughs> so not a lot of races during the summer. Then just them kind of Wednesday mountain bike thing, and then you wait for the fall. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. You gotta, you gotta have those give and take, right?
3: Totally.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's give and take with the family. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Angela knows that. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Um. So so, what do you do for your pl- planning your training? Do you just, I mean, I know you just love to ride. So I know when you get a chance to get on your bike, you're just going riding. But do you have like a thought process for your season, like spring, summer, fall? I know you get on the trainer. I'm just curious if you, I mean, definitely, I know you probably ramp up for your cycle cross races in fall, but do you have kind of a definite, like, I've got to do this minimum type stuff for, and maybe not just for your cycle cross, maybe for skiing? Cause I know this is your. Yeah,
2: yeah totally. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd say somewhere around somewhere between eight and. 15 hours a week of exercise is, is what I do. Um, it's not all cycling. I do a little bit of running, uh, do a little bit of weight training because my, my goal is to squat more than Nate Gardner.
0: (laughs) How's that more just weight total or is that weight based on his weight? You know, just more often.
2: I'm like an ant.
0: <laughs> you feel like an ant. I think you're going to have to do more than more than a couple of weight trainings a week.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't get too carried away with mileage. I just yeah. um, go more with like hours. Um, and then, you know, not every ride is a, is a hard ride. Oh. Um, that's called overtraining. And overtraining is just basically like a plateau where you're just like, always like stuck and you're never going to get a bump once you get a bump then you can train at a higher intensity and you can also race at a higher intensity when you're racing at a higher intensity you have speeds and objects coming at you at a more challenging rate so you're getting better right so that's the whole kind of process of it um rest days are Just as important as training days, so you know, I definitely rest and I I do easy rides and I just some days I just don't exercise, you know. I just take care of the body. I just kind of listen to what's important. So,
3: and
0: and you're um doing some of your um work out there in terms of your nutrition you get your carrots going you get some celery you get some garlic things there Whatever. so yeah. i mean what is some of your especially for your big rides i mean you, you know like talking about the gravel rides that 90 mile ride you did one last week you did a 50 now was the 52 the day you stopped by here and visited yeah. before the night was that kind of a cruise ride
2: um i put some efforts into that okay. um that was my my goal was to kind of go a little bit hard in some sections. Um, and then yeah, Saturday. <laughs> um, the, the tough part about that 90 mile ride is there's really no stores to stop mm. at, on the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one store about 20 miles in, and that was at like six fifteen in the morning. It's like, All right, I'll grab a bottle of water. And I like, barely drink any water at that point because it had been 60 degrees the whole time. But, uh, yeah it's definitely a tricky game and that's um i think that's also part of pushing my body and my mind is like okay you know i'm in this safe zone i feel like because i know all these roads but i've got my phone on me um i'm gonna like you know challenge myself a little bit and you know see what i can do and i definitely got uh i remember five hours in i was doing this Climb kind of near you in Osceola. It's a gravel climb. It's like 500 feet of just just ramps up. And I was like getting this sensation. I was like, oh look how I'm kind of like lightheaded. And like things are like a little blurry. And it's not because I have shitty vision. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. So I get to the top of the hill. I'm just like, I do like, okay. I've got some caffeine blocks, and I got this. I'm, you know, I'm like, feel good now. And then I'm like, all right, I'm out of water. So I. Stopped at like a campground an hour later and bought myself a nice ice cream Snickers bar and got some <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
0: So Andrew, Angela, we just that's, we just put That's the not, a, go- carrot, huh? yeah. not that's a carrot.
1: No, like that's like the opposite of a carrot, dude.
2: Not carrots. <laughs> this is a farm stand.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's got to put he's got to put my ice cream shop on the route, I and mean, then they all can come in. They can bulk up on ice cream for the rest of the route. That's what I have to do.
2: Yep. <laughs> it is on the route. It's on the ninety mile route.
0: <laughs> it is. It's. Pr- I mean, we're pretty close because we're coming up on uh, Pine. River. Is it? I'm trying to look. Was it Pine River Road? It
2: was uh, Acton Ridge Road? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, man, pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, so how many how many bottles of water did you figure you had on that ninety two mile ride? How much um, water did you? Get?
2: Well, up until that five well, I guess it was six hours at that point. I had three bottles. So, oh. but you know, it's about preparation the night before. I definitely hydrated yeah. that morning. I think I drank, you know, about twenty four ounces of water you know, had a, a good, yeah. breakfast.
0: um, so yeah. Ready to go. Cause you, you, you've talked about it with me before a little quickly about, you know, people should find their limit that they, you know, it's okay to bonk. And what, what did you say? Maybe you have a partner with you or a buddy if you're going to yeah. do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it's good to have someone with you if if you can. Um, and you know, it's, it's it's just for me, it's fun to explore those limits. And it's like, all right, you know, if people don't know, bonking is just like when you literally have reached the depletion level of energy <laughs> and it feels like you are pedaling a square and like, yeah, things are just super rough, you know.
1: I see a tunnel on a light.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're in there. You're in the near, box,
1: near death, near death experience. See yourself <laughs> from above. <Yeah. laughs>
0: well, Angela, Greg is interesting to me in terms of, I mean, I know he, which I think anybody that races, they love their bikes, but I mean, you love to just go out and ride and and you have that kind of like, you know, we just got to ride. Sometimes I have my easy rides but it seems like you like to challenge also just like how far you can ride, like in, in, you know, what are your limits when you're riding? Like, you know, do I need 18 bottles of water just cause you know, I need them or, you know, what is the numbers? I mean, you get, it seems like you get into that a little bit of just the, the science of it a little bit in your own riding.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's fun to experiment. And then it just, at least for me, you know, it sets me up for, when i need it you know like can always learn something from that experience whether it worked or it didn't you know Uh, i've learned from doing some longer races that just like slamming you know shot blocks of caffeine and like the energy gels like all day for five hours like man that night and the next day my stomach is just like just like wrenched you know so it's like okay we got to find some different food. So, you know, start to do some research, try to get something with some fat, you know, pack a slice of pizza in the back pocket.
0: Yep. <laughs> Angela likes that, man. A little yeah. pizza, little ice cream. This is, this is sounding more like a, a ride we'd like, Angela. Be a rider. <laughs> Molten, unfrozen
1: Snickers bar with a straw in it. <laughs> oh,
0: man. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, the pockets in the back of that jersey, you can fit other things other than, you know, you know, the the, the gels and that kind of stuff and water bottles. You can fit, you know, a beer can fit back there. Correct. says correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, I mean, you do love riding and you, and it's kind of fun to watch on Facebook. I mean, some of the other stuff, too, like the kids having a, a fun little bath and whatever in the trash cans mm-hmm. <laughs> we
3: did
0: that a few weeks ago. Yeah. They, were, they were on the uh, cross-country skis on the slick snow or ice piece there this winter. With yeah. going yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they definitely have fun on the bikes. Yeah. Uh, both, you know, Rory and Claire are just rolling it, man. And, um, it's fun to watch her pedaling now in some of your videos, chasing Rory around, but you had one, I don't know, it's a week or two ago where they were at the little, the mountain bike pump track or whatever it is. And Rory took, he took some pretty good air there, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No,
2: he's, uh, and that's the thing about, you know, the, I feel like the mountain bike community is like, you know, he's got some buddies that are a year or two years old than him and he's just like watching. And he's yeah. just like this little sponge, and and so is Claire. Like, there's <laughs> this is, this kid, like I said, that's like an year old than him, and he like he'll ride around on his mountain bike, and he'll like tuck into this like arrow position, like and get <laughs> down low. And just last week, I saw Rory practicing it for like 20 minutes in the parking lot <laughs> of Catamount. Yeah. He saw his buddy do it, and I was like, man, it's, like so cool. That's <laughs> what I say around him, right?
0: <laughs> oh, God. Well, Angelo, after Greg was here and Greg left, Andrea said to me, she said, if you go ride with him, you're going to die. <laughs> she knows you. And i said i said i might I, if i don't text it to, to greg i'm gonna i'm gonna let him know in the podcast next week i'm gonna go so i i bought i went on amazon and i got one of those those ropes you know the, the bungees you can buy on the yeah. bike that you can pull your kids with i said and, and i'm just gonna bring that so i'm just gonna hook that on when well, we hit about i don't know mile I'm not even going to say 50. I don't know. When we hit like mile 35 and we're heading to that 92. I'm just going to hook it on to Greg. But the problem is, Angelo, when I'm hitting probably mile 32, he's already on mile 64. So I won't see him. anyway. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs>
1: that's not the only problem. And, you know, you're talking about knowing your limits. But if you can't know your own limits, it's good when your wife knows your limits, right? <laughs> he's going to kill you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that's the question though it's like how's mom like uh, what did she say when she saw the video of him taking air because I, I don't imagine she wants rory to visit her when she's at work
2: yeah um <laughs> you know she definitely sees the the worst of things but um you know we're we're all kids at one yeah. point you know it happens.
0: She's she's on the bikes with you guys so she's out riding
2: yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's, nice, nice. So that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. It's a family gig, everybody out riding. We were doing that tonight. Polly yeah. was out on the mountain bike trails here. We were having a blast before we came on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's cool, it's it is fun though, watching your little daughter. She's chasing Rory, man. She's going to be probably doing light years ahead of what he's doing just because she's chasing him younger than him. So, when you know, it's pretty cool to watch that.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, there's always, always someone to chase, you know? Yeah. There's always yeah. someone better than you. And same with skiing. Like, you know, if you're not looking up to someone and learning from them, then, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not improving. So.
0: And and you've had the kids on the trainers inside. I've seen video. They're on the bikes with trainers inside, watching the video on the TV. Yeah,
2: one of my buddies from Maine, um, Jason. He's he's helped out a lot. His family like volunteers for the events. He's like, he's like, hey Greg, my son just outgrew this twenty four inch like kids cyclocross bike. Like, do you, do you want first dibs on it? I was like, heck yeah. So huh. uh, it's it's too big for him but I'm like at least on a trainer, he can get used to like the different style of shifting, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. So.
0: Yeah. That was pretty cool, man. i watch him on there. when that, Was he watching Swift or what What do you use for a
2: now? Um, yeah. I've, I've got Swift in the winter when I, when I do that, but I'll also like on the TV I'll have, <laughs> he loves to watch like cyclocross races. Um, and him and Claire's, favorite rider is easy because it's like, he's like smaller than everyone else by like five inches. Yeah. So, you know, they can relate. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Let's watch him
3: cross.
0: That is cool. And so the, a uh, lot of bikes in the family that the, uh, the bike tech dad has to uh, take care of.
2: Yeah. Yeah. From day one, I taught them to take care of them. So always put it away at night. And never, never leave it in the driveway. Right. <laughs> back over it. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and just also like, don't just like throw it on the ground, like take care of it. When you're done riding, set it down gentle. Like that's, are like my, that's just me being,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how many wheel sets do you have for your cyclocross bike in the back there?
2: Um, I mean, I'm not as bad as some people I know, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I think four or five.
0: And that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, come on. You got four or five pairs of skis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you only got one bike, one frame, and you got four wheel sets. That's, you know, that's not a big deal.
3: All right. Thanks. You're yeah. one, Wouldn't you
0: agree, Angelo?
1: <laughs> I don't think there should be a
0: limit on gear, really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> When Amanda was up here this week, when she stopped by and said, hello, she's up here in New Hampshire, Maine, she, you know, she was kind of saying, you know, we, we should have a limit. And I'm like, you know, she said, you, you guys are just going to buy another pair of skis. I'm like, darn right. We are. <laughs> well, yeah. How many skateboards you got?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> I don't I don't. I mean, I, I we were. I was just talking about that because we had a guy doing some work at the house. He's like, "How many of these things are there?" I, there, I, there have there's probably twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I ride one, <laughs> <laughs> but the other night, but I need the other nineteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what happens if something happens to that one you ride every day? You can grab one of the other ones. That's right. And I have a couple Man. that aren't set up yet, so I can Man. always have twenty. Oh, you got to have, you got to have, you know, plenty of bikes. I mean, Jess is selling them. So I know Mr. Jess Stith on a Gettysburg bike will be like, Oh, do you need this? Never a limit, man. Just keep getting bikes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but um, talking about going back to skiing, you know, and and how much of your biking are you thinking about for you personally? Like when you're on the bike or by the mountain bike, road bike? I mean, because this is definitely your gig that you love doing this definitely keeps you in in a physical shape for winter. Yeah. Um, and you do some other stuff. You said you do to weight train that, but what are some of the things just you, Greg Dolbeck goes, you know, I think about this in the bike, this is kind of the thing like I'm skiing or gives me sensations like skiing. Is there anything?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's not all the time, but the, you know, there's, there's some rides where, you know, especially as when fall comes around and, um, it's kind of nerdy but just like thinking about um like kinesthetically like what feelings i'm getting from the bike you know okay. especially traction you know and then where where do i need to be on the bike fore and aft if i like have to get up this climb and i want to stand and then my rear tire kind of like lose traction it's like so there's this just it's just like crazy how it relates so closely, you know, with those little, those little sensations that we need from skiing. Also, you know, I am like accessing those every day on the bike.
0: You know, and Angela, there's stuff on the skateboard. I mean, I don't think there's anything we can do when we're out there, you know, and not think about skiing or feel some things like skiing. Cause on the skateboard, you know, a lot of people, I mean, look at all the snow, all the snowboard crew is definitely on the skateboards. I know, but I mean, it's still something in motion and that we're playing around with where our bodies are in space. I mean, I think it's huge. I mean, what are some of the things in the skateboard?
1: Every, everything, any, any motion activity, any motion sport, you're going to learn where your body is in space or your you know then your body's going to learn where it is in space is probably more accurate you know um and uh, as you get better at any activity um and those uh i don't know that knowledge of that knowledge of body positioning becomes natural and inherent and you don't have to spend cognitive energy thinking about where you're putting parts they just are where they need to be for efficient movement like any any sport is is gonna provide that to you and that's i think that's the real beauty you know um that that uh, movement is movement and your brain doesn't care if you're sitting on a bicycle or standing on a skateboard or no. or whatever you know um it's, you just gotta move the more you move um, the better you're at you better the better you'll be at moving
3: No, no,
0: I just, the more we move, I mean, whether on inline skates and the roll blades or whatever, I mean, it's, it's cool. And then it's like, you know, Greg got a real community he races with and rides with, with the cyclocross stuff. And it's fun. I mean, I, I will, I follow, you know, you on Strava and that, and it kind of gets me going. I watch Jess's on there. I'm like, Oh man, I haven't rode in three days. I got to get out there, man. You know? And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do the 50 mile and 90 mile an hour this week that uh, Greg did, but you know, I should get out there and at least get 20 down here from when I get on the road bike. So it definitely pushes all of us. I think it's kind of neat and that inspirational, like, okay, I got to get, got to do something. So yeah,
2: you know, <clears throat> Strava and any of that social media stuff in general is like it can be good if you do it in a healthy way. Yeah. If it becomes like this, like, oh man, they did this and <laughs> I didn't quite do it, you know, like yeah. the whole, whole month thing here missing out, right? Yeah. Like when you start to go down that road, I think I think it's important just to kind of take a step back and remember, yeah. you know what you're in it for.
0: Yeah. Cause it's fun. It's fun to ride. I mean, people go, what do you do to stay in shape for ski season? I mean, I try to ride hard, especially as I get towards fall, but I I'd, I'd rather ride my bike than do some other stuff. And I get, I'll get on the road bike and mountain bike, mix it up. But I'd rather do that than, you know, Angela and I are not gym rats. <laughs> 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 no, we no, don't and I, and
1: to... I, and, I mean it's it's funny, but it's it's half not funny. Like I, I was thinking yeah. about Greg, like you Greg, you have a very high performance mindset, which seems mm. year-round. Like I don't I don't have I'm not made of that. I'm not cut from that cloth. So I when I ride my bike, no computers, no strava. No, I'm not the least bit uh tempted to think about bicycling in that way that's not what it is for me and skateboarding was never that for anybody it's that it's a it's closer to self-expression than than sport I mean there's very little data analysis and certainly none of my friends do it but I I wondered how you how you handle that Greg because I I know what you've been through in the ski world to get where you are now it's very performance oriented mindset do you do you burn out but you know, but you mentioned the easier rides and I, I was going to ask you earlier on, do you just do some soul sessions or are those your soul sessions, you know, where you yeah, don't, sure. you don't look at your watch. You don't put, even put it on Strava. Maybe you just go out and do it.
2: Um, I think I would always just start the watch. Um, and you know, I, I either go into it with a, with the ride with a plan, whether I want to do like, um, you know, 10 thirties, which is like 30 seconds hard with a one minute recovery, you know, and that's kind of like my, my prep two days out before a race, you know, that's what I do. Um, or if I'm just, yeah, out for like a total cruise, cause it's like, you know, I just <laughs> like things are super stressful at home and I need some time to like, just chill ride. Also <laughs> there have been some rides where I do like. Angry rags, I'm just like super freaking pissed off, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" I just like kom that. I'm so fucking pissed, <laughs> but you know. What I mean? So it, it's like just I just ride by feel, really. Yep.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. Greg, we'll have to, um, cause I'm interested in it. So since it's Angela and my podcast, Angela gets to do some stuff. I get to do some stuff. I think Angela wouldn't mind it, you know, cause I love learning and I love learning the bike tech stuff. I know some people would love just basic stuff of like, you know, cause some people have talked to me about the, uh, Oh, what is it? The, for the, the, the lube for the chain that you can actually code it, oh. you know, you dip it, yeah. dip. Yeah. I mean, that's Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of like the high level of waxing your skis and hot boxing and stuff. And, you know, I think we should, you know, in the future here, as we get forward, maybe chat some about that if you're willing to, because I think it's kind of cool. That's the stuff I, you know, just keeping the bike in tune and little stuff that you can do at home that you can't always take it to the shop to get it all the time. And then nowadays it's like, sometimes you go in the bike shop backed up two weeks and it's like, it's a little little teeny thing to fix.
2: I know. I I honestly feel like so bad when I'm like working the shop and like, you know, our ticket board is stacked and like someone's coming in, like, yeah, we can do like flat fixes. And like sometimes you have to wait an hour or two. But it's like, they just sort of just like, uh, you know, if, if you need to do a cable, you know, it's like, we can schedule you for a week.
3: Yeah. And it's like,
2: oh my gosh, it's just like, that's not how it was. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Like, it's great that like cycling is, this popular but yeah feel bad oh, super popular. popular
0: but i but um hopefully some folks will listen to this and um join in on the deer farm cyclocross race and the gravel rides on sunday and come come visit the applegate deer farm and yeah. uh we'll have some fun because maybe i can that allow maybe now i can get angela to get up here during that week And uh we'll come over and have some fun. Especially Ben will be there, Charlie. That'll be cool. Yeah. Hopefully some more. Maybe we'll see some more dev teamers and some crew come visit, race, or who knows? Maybe Krista will come up and race from down PA. Krista Ross. She loves racing on the mountain bike. She's a rider. Yeah. 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 Absolutely awesome. There's another one that can crush me, Angela. Her husband, (laughs) husband, Frankie's a rider too. That's right. yeah, there you go. Awesome, but um, yeah, if, if I hope our listeners out there, if you're interested, or um, hopefully this peaks uh, perks some of your interest because it's a really cool, cool, fun event. It's a great venue, and Greg and all his buddies that he gets together to help him do a great, great job there. And uh, I know I'll be there watching and partaking that weekend. But uh, Greg, thanks and you, yes, we'll, we'll ride sometime probably this fall. You're um, welcome. and, uh, I'll have my tow rope and I'll be able to lasso out there around your bike so that you can pull me along, but, um, we'll have some fun. I can, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to sweat and feel some pain. So cool. yeah. Well, thanks for joining us and thanks everybody out there for listening to spend the fall line with chaos and company. Thanks, Greg.
3: Thank you.